0: Welcome back to Wit Gift Conversations, the podcast where we talk to staff and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. And today we have a great guest coming back onto the show because James Hammond, Director of Drama, is with us and he's talking about some of the recent productions the school's been putting on in the past, what's happening right now and what we can expect later in the school year. It's a great episode because James brings his own energy to this and you can clearly tell that he's passionate for drama at the school and for the boys to experience new things. So for all of that, and for much, much more, come with me now as we step into drama, and we speak right now to James Hammond. James, welcome back onto the School Podcast. Uh, thanks for being here. How are you today?
1: I'm very well. I'm very well indeed. We just uh, have come off a, a triumphant house drama uh, showing last night, so I'm, I'm fresh from the auditorium, as it were. The shrill, um, sounds a bit pejorative, doesn't it? The, uh, the, the joyous chants of Dodd's house who won last night is still ringing in my ears somewhat. So yes, I'm in a good mood.
0: Fantastic. Okay, well, I'm dying to find out a little bit more about that shortly. But our first recording that we did, that was episode number five in the School Podcast, which is virtually two years ago, which is is incredible how quickly that time's gone. But... Also, from memory, you were rehearsing Chariots of Fire back then. How did that whole production go in the end?
1: Oh, it went really well. That, that was my first proper production um, at Whitgift, um, and it went really, really well. It, it was... So ambitious. I think one of these things that happens when you're coming out of a of a period of enforced idleness is that you have this massive ambition to create uh, something really spectacular. Uh, And we did do that, and it was it was a little difficult at times to pull it off, but we did it. We had a running track around the audience. Um, as well as an acting space in the middle and uh, I remember at one point during the uh, dress rehearsal watching the guy that had to hurdle these tiny hurdles behind the heads of the audience and going oh my goodness this could go terribly wrong and we might not pull it off but it all worked out and it was a real uh, success so uh, and fond memories now certainly.
0: Well well congratulations for that I'm dying to know a little bit more about what's been happening since then but Given that you mentioned house drama from yesterday, I think you said last night, yeah. um, tell me a little bit about what house drama is and what what exactly was happening last night.
1: So uh, house drama is, uh, we often refer to it as as kind of the most student led event in the, in the drama calendar. And it also kind of kicks off the year. Um, so what it is, is each house, and there are eight senior houses here at Whitgift, all named after the kind of teachers who founded them. So we have Brodies and we have Andrews and we have Dodds. Um, and each house has to produce a group piece um, of five or more performers from a published text Um, and that uh, piece usually features the younger performers um, directed by the six formers. And then they also have to produce a monologue or duologue piece to go with that, which is usually performed by one or two of the older performers. And they, they each produce these two pieces. There are eight houses. We watched four before an interval, watched four after the interval. And then we had a uh, visiting judge last night, uh, Mr. Conrad Murray, who's a, a professional theatre maker, um, and he judged that piece last night. And it's, it's always taken very seriously by the boys, which is just fantastic to see them engage so uh, completely in that process.
0: Awesome. So tell me why it's important for a school like Whitgift to have things like house drama, which are student-led productions start to finish, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, 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 start to finish. I mean, the, we do, do uh, there's a bit of a guiding hand in places, particularly around things like text selection. But I think one of the great assets the drama has is the ability for pupils to work with, you <laughs> Other pupils of different age groups. Um, so a lot of the time we get older pupils working with younger pupils. We've got older pupils leading younger pupils, and the age group doesn't necessarily matter. You could be an excellent actor and much younger and, and working with the older ones, and that's a. I, I know that our pupils really appreciate that, and I think house drama does two things. One, it really allows for that for a large number of people. We do have, uh, which perhaps I'll talk about later, a production which is directed by six former, but that's obviously just one six former this event allows eight different sets of six formers or teams of six formers to rehearse and direct uh, younger pupils. So it allows a lot a lot wider participation for that. And also, of course, there's a great deal of house spirit and, and, the, and the boys I know, not only in house drama, but in house music and lots and lots of house sport, really uh, cherish that kind of sense of competing for your house, that sense of good fellowship and togetherness that this kind of event uh, engenders.
0: Awesome, awesome. Sounds fantastic, it really does. Mm. Okay, but let's look back then over the last, I don't know, 12 months, 18 months, maybe the last two years, actually, since, uh, since Characters of Fire. What have been some of your memorable moments or, or some of your highlights that have stood out for you?
1: Oof, uh, lots of memorable moments, lots and lots of them, because we do five productions a year. So a, lo- a lot of water has passed under the proverbial bridge since then. And I think the ones, the ones that pop directly into my memory when you ask that question are Not About Nightingales, which uh, was a sixth form play or a fifth and sixth form play that we directed in March... I want to say last year, it might have been the year before. Time begins to be a bit deceptive. Um, But uh, yeah, Not About Nightingales, which was about a prison, a very early Tennessee Williams play. Um, And it was about a prison scenario where you have a warden who's kind of treating his prisoners very, very poorly. And uh, what we had is we had the warden's office on stilts above the cells and the cells were all covered in three inches of gunge uh, it's the kind of i don't know if you ever watched Noel Edmonds' tv shows back in the day when they poured gunge on people i remember them yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's like that gunge but not colorful gray gunge and at the beginning of the play all of the prisoners arose dripping from this gunge and they spent the whole play in this gunge until the end where they arose up and marched up to the warden's office and overthrew him. And that that was obviously very intense, but it also featured some of our kind of very best actors. Uh, It was kind of almost the last generation of some of of a real special Generation of uh, not the last generation, the last play of a real special generation of Whitgift actors, and that was uh, mm. fantastic to see them trot their stuff so powerfully. That certainly caught the attention of Chris Ramsey, headmaster, because I remember him mentioning that
0: on a previous podcast episode uh, just after that had been staged. So, so that that's excellent. That really is. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, three thousand liters of gunge is is a, a statistic that sticks in the mind somewhat. So that's that's <laughs> in our favour. Yeah. And then we uh, other highlights, I think we did uh, just before the most recent summer. This recent summer has been a real purple patch. We saw we have such a brilliant generation of younger actors coming through at the moment. And they uh, they they were on stage in this extraordinary production called Feathers in the Snow, um, directed by my colleague Emily Spedding and it was a uh, it was this extraordinary fairy tale kaleidoscopic uh, fairy tale uh, play which which was quite long for for younger ones but had something like 100 scenes and 150 characters and it told this epic journey and it was wonderful to see so many, there was these big battle scenes where you had, I mean, you must have had 60 pupils on stage simultaneously and seeing so many, uh, you know, those really young, keen ones that had already been very much popped onto the drama radar, but also a whole lot of people who may be participating in their first Whitgift play or their last Whitgift play or whatever, they were just giving it a go. And it was great to see both excellence and participation, which are the kind of two sides of the coin that we we like to harp on about in the drama department. So that was really good. And finally, I suppose I can't go any further before uh, mentioning the Edinburgh Festival experience, because we've just uh, come back from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. We took a play up called When It Rains, which we specially commissioned from uh, the professional playwright, Natasha Brotherdale-Smith, and she came in and she spent five workshops working with the boys, and then she wrote the play based on those five workshops. Oh and then we, wow! Yeah, and then we took it up to the Edinburgh Festival Fringe, and uh, uh, we achieved really good reviews and, and really nice audiences. So uh, that was a real special experience for both me and the boys. Yeah,
0: amazing, amazing, and and it must be great for the boys to 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 be able to perform at something like Edinburgh, which is different to being on the school stage and having parents coming along as a as a kind of standard theatre in school. But, but, but this is a very different scenario, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, You know, we, we obviously love our regular audiences and our, and our parents and our colleagues, and they're all very supportive um, and that's wonderful. But when you get to Edinburgh, you are dealing with paying punters, people who have been uh, encouraged off the street by your marketing and are paying a ticket price. And therefore there is a different imperative there, isn't it? You've got to entertain them, you've got to please them. And then of course, professional critics who are under no obligation to uh, treat you kindly. <laughs> so uh, we were thrilled to get the reviews that we did do, and that's that's I mean, it's a special thing for the boys to know that this time they are putting themselves up against. and obviously going to other plays was a big part of the of the trip. Mm, and they, yeah. we encourage them to go to four or five other plays a day. So they're going to these other shows and they're seeing themselves, as part oh. of this festival, part of this, yeah. they're alongside these theatre artists from South Africa and Thailand and France and and America and putting on this amazing theatre, and they're seeing what they have to say as part of this big artistic conversation that is the Edinburgh Fringe, and that's special, yeah. Yeah, I, I,
0: Edinburgh is a very special place, and you know certainly for the Fringe, and and it's amazing for anyone who hasn't been, I'd really encourage them to go, and I'm sure that you'd agree with that. Um, Okay, so so that's what's happened in the past. Tell us about what's coming up over the next year then.
1: Uh, Right, so this season uh, we're very excited about, so we've got five productions, the first of which is uh, Twelfth Night, The Musical. So uh, the Public Theatre in New York do these wonderful Shakespeare adaptations, or have done for a few years before COVID. And uh, one of these Shakespeare adaptations was Twelfth Night, a musical adaptation of Twelfth Night. And it's it's wow. got this kind of jazz. Yeah, it's got this jazz funk score uh, with a bit of soul in there as well. And it's a pure, it's pure joy. The, the, the text, which is obviously one of the world's greatest comedies, history's greatest comedies. Uh, It's stripped down to a a kind of tight 90 minutes with this kind of jazz funk score. And hopefully it's going to be an absolute joyous evening in uh, just what just gearing everyone up for the festive celebrations in December. So I think it's the 6th, 7th and 8th of December. Um, Okay. yeah. And it's it's great. I think we've got a cast of about 35 and we're really looking forward to it.
0: James, if, if we could resurrect William Shakespeare, how do you think he'd feel about one of his productions
1: being turned into a musical like this? Well, I think, I don't know. I think if you resurrect any writer um, and they find that their plays are being performed in any way... Um, five <laughs> five hundred odd years after they're dead, I think they're just going to go quids in. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I think I think, um, and if you told him that, uh, I think he'd go. This is brilliant. More new people. He was an artist. He was an entertainer. Um, he was a man of the theatre. And to see his work being cradled and taken and uh, celebrated and reimagined by new theatre people, new artists. I think he would be utterly thrilled that would be I would be devastated if he wasn't certainly.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, good answer. Good answer.
1: Okay, uh, and what what else is going on then? So yeah, so uh, February, we've started this new tradition for the junior plays. So we have two junior plays a year. And the first junior play, which uh, usually happens in the February slot, we have started this new tradition of it being directed by a member of the upper six, which is obviously really exciting. because there are lots of opportunities at witgift to give responsibility to our older boys and that's that's part of them learning leadership it's part of them learning responsibility and it's a really important part of their education i think in many senses although this isn't the most prestigious in the sense it doesn't come with ties and those kind of things uh, and and colourful awards. It is almost the most responsible uh, job that you can give a sixth former. He is leading 30 young people through the rehearsal process for this production. He's going into uh, into design meetings and production meetings with staff and leading us all through this process of putting on Animal Farm in the new adaptation by, or relatively new adaptation by Tati Hennessy he's producing Animal Farm, which will feature performers um, from years uh, lower first to the third form. Uh, so really excited about that. And I know you interviewed um, the director of last year's play, Oscar Robinson, I think. Yes. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah. He directed Swallows and Amazons. And this is the second time that we've um, we, we've done this. And we're really excited about that as well. Yeah.
0: Okay. And, and do, do we know at the moment who that sixth former is?
1: Yeah, Matthew Lee
0: is his name okay fantastic
1: okay that's good that's good so he's he's working on that already then i, I imagine yeah audition set designs are already well underway uh auditions happened this week actually so it was, it was an enormously busy week in the drama department because we had house drama we had the first of our first form plays which is this new initiative where each teacher group in the in the first form gets to do a little 30 minute play and we had auditions for animal farm so it was absolutely thrilling and wonderful to see the place flooded with young people desperate to get involved in drama so uh, so i know that he, i've seen the cast that he's put together which i think is actually going to be published today um wow. and i know that i it's a fantastic cast of very talented young people so it's a, it's an ex, another exciting production
0: you say that the drama department is 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 experiencing a very busy week i get the impression that every week of the year is a busy
1: time for you though it is it is it is yeah we we try to fill our time we try to make sure that no young theatre maker is is without an opportunity to 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 make theatre really is is the idea that they're always being stretched by new texts new ideas new productions i think if i were to say what are i don't know maybe this is maybe we're coming to this but what, what are the what are the ways in which we can get better i think we we reach a large number of the school but i think we could reach a wider number of the school i think there are maybe too many whitgiftians who who i mean and that's natural as you grow older you get interested in different things but it's it's we're very busy but we do have a lot of the same faces and they're wonderful faces and it's great to see them but it would be nice to spread that spread that net a little wider at times (laughs)
0: <laughs> James, you mentioned about future productions, things like Animal Farm, Taddy Hennessy um, uh, production and, and things like that. But how do you go about choosing which productions the students should be engaging in?
1: Yes, it's it's um, I mean, every obviously every uh, director of drama around the country and obviously every kind of professional artistic director has uh, their own process to go about this. Here at Wigift, what I think is I want them to to experience variety. Um, I want them to experience texts that they, they wouldn't necessarily know about. and content that I want them to grapple with. So it's very important for me that six Formers grapple with kind of uh, kind of big issues and mature themes. Uh, at times, and maybe have the opportunity to um, use their own voice and explore themes and issues that are important to them.
0: What kind of themes and issues do you mean, though?
1: Well, so obviously, When It rains was about climate um, and the climate crisis. It was also about masculinity and becoming a young man um, and what that might mean, what that means to men in a group. Animal Farm, obviously, is, is a, a kind of immortal sense of looking at authority, um, very specifically in the case of the, for George Orwell, the Soviet Union. But it's also about how uh, authority corrupts and leadership can turn into tyranny. Um, and that's an important lesson for these young people to learn. So I think we try, to, we try to give them all of these big themes that they can grapple with and parts that they can grapple with, and also a variety of different styles so obviously we do a musical every two years or so we do try to do comedy we try to do serious plays we try to do plays that are not very naturalistic and explore maybe physical theater elements or very stylized elements and we try and do more naturalistic performance as well and for our audiences obviously we want balance and variety there we don't want them all all go oh, it's a, it's a, i it's say i what i what I always say is I don't want an audience to go, it's a Whitgift show. It's going to be the only only thing I want following that is excellent. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair enough. (laughs) I don't, I don't want it to be as Whitgift show. It's going to be serious or it's a Whitgift show. It's going to be, uh you know funny or it's going to, hopefully you don't know what it's going to be other than very good and interesting and innovative
0: but i imagine as well that you've got an absolute abundance of material that you can you know different productions that you could choose it's not like you're you're ever going to be scratching your head thinking oh what can we give to it? it's like oh i really want to do this i really want to do that but you know we haven't got time to do all of these so let's just choose the ones that we can do
1: but yeah but there are some difficulties of course. Um apart, uh, uh, you know, for example, uh, we're looking at me. Mu- I, was, I was determined to do a musical because we haven't done one for the senior ones for a long time. And but I wanted to do a modern musical because I'm directing it. And they, those are the kind of musicals that I like. But a lot of the modern musicals are quite dominated by women, for example. So I, I thought quite carefully about doing something like Heather's or maybe the, t- the high school version of that. Um, but that has all of the main parts really in that a female. And so you do while, while we have, uh, women participating in our, in our plays and it's great to have old palace girls and wow, wa- girls from the WAVPA acting school, um, and other schools as well, strutting the boards and walking the boards and doing amazing acting, uh, on our stage, we don't want it, we, it is, a, in the end, a, a, a boys' school, so we don't necessarily want to do something that is where all the main parts are, are female. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it makes perfect sense. So, and there, there are obviously there are questions about uh, the the size of casts as well. You want to give enough people the opportunity to get involved so you don't want to do too many small things that 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 are maybe excluding people who would otherwise get involved when you say there are so many things that you can do it doesn't it often doesn't feel like that it often feels like oh i really love to do that but maybe there are you know it's a bit too mature or or maybe it's it's got too small a cast and therefore uh, you know for this thing yeah. or maybe uh, you know i think i was thinking of doing uh sometimes you're thinking of doing a play and you're like well actually that's not going to fit the skills of all of our best actors um there is that i don't have someone who's going to play that part so actually i want them to reach for a new type of characterization i want them to try and expand their skills but i don't necessarily want to set them up to fail if that makes sense no of course of course so yeah it, 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 it is a bit of a I think as you can probably tell from my kind of tone it is it it is a bit of a tight white walking uh exercise at times but i think you know i it's 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 one of my favorite things choosing plays and um, yeah. i also want the the directors the staff who are going to commit so much time to putting on these productions to really love them as well you don't i don't want to to, to twist anyone's arm and say okay you've got to direct a, a greek tragedy when really all you really like to do is comedy you know
0: yeah yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. James, tell me a little bit about first-form students being involved in the series of short plays. You you
1: mentioned this earlier on. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So... uh, it's a new initiative this year, and Witt gift is so good at getting young people involved in in, in a wide variety of activities. We have, uh, I think, the stat is the director of sport will correct me wrong, but the stat of of of, of first formers participating, uh, representing the school is very high. Uh, in the music department, they all get them to perform in the first form choir in the autumn collection, and I was really jealous of that in a little way, and I was really keen to get as soon as Whitgiftians arrive in the building to get them performing, to get them on stage, even if. They were a little bit reticent, even if they'd never done anything like that before. So this year's initiative, the first form plays, is that each tutor group will pair up with another tutor group. And those two tutor groups together will perform a a 30 minute play. And these will happen throughout the course of the year. So the first one happened this week um, on Wednesday evening. Um, And it was called Galaxies, and it was written especially for this group of 40 uh, uh, first-formers. And then the next one will happen in mid-November, and then the next one will happen in January, and so on and so forth. And there are five in total. So by the end of the year, every first-former will have been on stage for at least 30 minutes in a play. yeah, so hopefully that opens their eyes to something they may want to do. Uh, and if they may not want to do it, hopefully open their eyes to, to coming to watch future Whitgift productions. And it also gives me the opportunity to to work with every first former and maybe discover some some shy talent and 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 nurture it uh, as best as possible.
0: Amazing, amazing. It sounds like a great opportunity for all of them. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely. And James, last question. We've talked about some of the students being on stage. How about working behind the scenes backstage? What are the opportunities? for some of the boys to do something like that?
1: So we have a, um, a backstage club. So uh, one of the great uh, assets of, of the Witgift Drama Department is our close collaboration with the Whitgift Audiovisual Department, who are a support team par excellence. They really are one of the very best uh, theater professional, group of theater professionals that I've ever uh, had the uh, honor of working with. And they put on really fantastic, uh, Um, lights and sound and technical theatre support for our productions and the boys can get involved with that if they come along uh, our Wednesday lunchtime to go to Backstage Club and slowly the the AV team will train them in the different elements of technical theatre and hopefully as they do that um, they will nurture some talent and, and get some boys interested in then working on the productions. Um, And then the boys will step up to the productions, which are very kind of intense for backstage. Um, And we did last in Feathers in the Snow, we had our first, for a few years, not um, ever, but our first Giftian actually operating all the lights and sound for that and it was a very complicated production so that was a real step up for him and it was fantastic to see him doing it so uh, there are a lot of boys involved we want to get more boys involved particularly um in the design side of things which is a real growth area here at Whitgift. um getting the boys involved in costume design and and, and stage design as well
0: amazing as opportunities all around for the boys which is really good to hear james i'm loving the energy that you've brought to this podcast episode um last question then if anybody wants to find out more about the drama department how could they go about doing that
1: well we have just revamped the drama section of the uh gift website so i thoroughly recommend everyone go and check that out it's got a fantastic video on it which uh, has clips from uh recent productions over the last two years also it's got our program uh for this year all five productions are on there you can get tickets for all five productions now so tickets are on sale, recommend those. And uh, on that on that website, you'll also see interviews with certain boys. Um, and also one a new uh, initiative, which I, I'm really pleased with, is uh, a selection of all programs going back several years for past whitgift performances so if you saw a production of whitgift and you're you're interested to to relive some uh, some of that you can go and, and check those programs out on the website now which is excellent
0: fantastic And in, in fact while you're talking i just jumped onto that page and also it includes links to previous podcast episodes it and does quite probably i imagine it will include a link to this podcast episode that we're listening to i right hope so now. it
1: comes full circle <laughs>
0: I love that. Uh, James, let's leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. It's been so good talking to you. It really has been. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much indeed, Simon. Brilliant.
0: So that was James Hammond giving an update on drama at school. I love talking to him about this and I could easily be here all day, but I know that he's got a department to run. And as we heard, it's a busy time for them all. James, thank you for coming back onto the show. Really good to talk to you. Now our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.